You ready? Yeah. Everybody, this freight train. I'm with Mark and Allen on a podcast show. I just cast through winning my match here in Rodway, New Jersey against former WWF superstar Lagoon and his two tag team partners with me, Dial Mike and Shotway, and six man tag against them three clowns. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out. That is. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It's episode 467. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Joined here by Dave, who you can follow at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Chris is not with us today. Chris Sweendog. Uh, check out the Wednesday Night Wars episode 12 that we released. Uh, collectively, you could follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, Marking Out 11 on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, Brandon. You know, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. Did you do anything fun and exciting this week? Did I do anything fun and exciting this week? Well, it's funny that you asked that. Uh, I actually prepared my answer for this, and I did. Uh, I went to a good old concert. Oh, went yes, to, that's right. Yeah, went to a Zach Brown Band tribute. Uh, good old Wanta at Mulcahy's. And it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I'm definitely going to go again, and I am definitely going to go to see uh, more shows at Mulcahy's in the future. You've seen a bunch of uh, Zach Brown Band tribute concerts or what? Uh, that would be a false information. No, I have not. Maybe I've seen one, but, you know, I one or don't two. have – I think only one other. Maybe. Yeah, so, so no, two. this – this may be this, – this may be my first. This I, is my first. I thought for sure you went to see a Zach Brown – cover band once before no it's every time i've asked you it's always been this band but nobody's ever wanted to go with me to mulcahy's to see them so what you mean yourself or yeah yeah i went i went by myself to check it out um every anytime that i've heard of zach brown band uh song performed by another band it hasn't been a specifically a zach brown tribute band it's been like kind of a every musician tribute but I thought they did a great job, and yeah, I'm is definitely going to check it out Mulcahy's more often. Is it just somewhere you stand, though? Yeah, it's all GA. Yeah, that's all. Just standing. I, I think, well, I mean, I think actually, Scott Stapp performs there occasionally. Actually, there is a bar, and they do have seats. They actually do have a lot of seats there if you did want to sit down. Yeah, but how's and the it, view of the stage if you're sitting? It's not bad. I mean, you could always move your chair and stuff, and you're – pretty much fine i i didn't think it was an issue i mean you're you're of course you're going to be sitting at the bar region not really the concert area but it's a small venue so it's not really going to make that much of a difference so i think it's worth it plus it's it's, it's only 15 dollars to get in for it so it's definitely worth it i i would assume depending on who it actually 
was four, maybe? Um, I'm not too sure. I think for the most part, a lot of them are 15 for what I've seen. I know Montgomery Gentry is performing up there uh, in a few weeks. Is that uh, is that Long Necks and Rednecks or no? James Storm's theme song or is that somebody else? Yeah, yeah I believe so. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, so it should be good. If you ever want to go to a concert, let me know. So we could do it. Um, yeah, but besides that, you know, just live that rock star lifestyle that you know I live. How about yourself? Oh, uh, well, not much. I went to a happy hour today for first time in a while, but uh, I, re- I really uh, wanted to, uh, I wanted to grill the other day, but it was just super windy out. It was very windy. That's for sure. That's not a lie. Yeah. So what did you crush? Uh, well, I had the Asian nachos, which are absolutely delicious. Um, and I took home sliders and, uh, and, uh, stack quesadillas. There you go. That's, that's sounds enjoyable. Very cool. Very cool. Unfortunately, this past week we had a few deaths in the world of professional wrestling. One being La Parca, the, uh, the second La Parca who took over the gimmick in 2003 when the La Parca that we all know from WCW went to uh, CMLL. Uh, back in October, he was wrestling a match and dove to the outside and hit the steel barrier and the concrete floor headfirst. And uh, initially he was temporarily paralyzed, but uh, I believe he started to regain feeling. But... Uh, he just he never fully recovered from that, which is so yeah. unfortunate. He was Laparca longer than the other than the other than L.A. Park was Laparca. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's definitely had uh, many years under that. And prior to being Laparca, he was Laparca Junior. Yeah. So. And, Our condolences. Yeah, and also this past week, uh, Rocky Johnson passed away. Yeah, very unfortunate. Um, you know, and we we actually have firsthand experience with uh, Rocky Johnson. Uh, very fond memories. We actually picked him up from the airport to drive him to a wrestling event, and we rode with him. Well, I guess he rode with us, and it was a cool experience just to be able to pick him up from the airport and talk to him in the car ride and everything. Um, yeah, and it was, I, it was cool to hear him like. He told stories about his suitcase, basically. The, where, suitcase the, that... the, the suitcase had stickers from like Japan and um, like all these different countries. And he would tell us like he told us stories about going to each country to, to wrestle and spoke to, about like wrestling in New York City and everything. Yeah. So it was and really I, cool. And I, I broke that suitcase. Uh, maybe. I no, I did. <laughs> I this yeah it was very awkward because I I I pulled somehow the the handlebar just broke it just it just broke and I was very embarrassed and he was just like don't worry about it it's some sort of a brand where they'll replace it no matter what so but but it was really it was really crazy we literally Chris and I just spoke about Rocky Johnson on the episode last week we made like a little joke about how he how he said that he wanted to train me. Hey, he, 
he did train you. He did train you. And yeah. that was probably the, what was that experience? Yeah. No, I thought it was, it was funny. Cause like when Dave and I met him in the, in the airport to pick him up, he, he thought I was a worker. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. We just, uh, we do a podcast. <laughs> he goes, oh, you sure? Like I could, I could definitely train you. I was like, oh no, that's, I don't think that's, my years are behind, behind me. You could have been the next rock, you know? I don't think in a million years I could even like lace up the rock's boots. You could have been like the pebble or something like that. It yeah, could have worked out. I don't think so. Not with my arthritic body. <laughs> But yeah. it was it was really cool because that was our like first experience. Like we were already like helping. No, that was our first like event that we actually helped set up and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Like that they gave us the opportunity. They asked us if we if we wanted to pick up Bret Hart originally, and then uh, I guess somebody else begged to. Yeah, somebody else probably like paid paid to pick them up. Yeah, and and uh, they and said we... they they asked Rocky Johnson needs to to get picked up him. Well, would we mind going to the airport? And we went and picked him up, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was nice driving. And every time he would speak about The Rock, I guess now, like, looking back, it made so much more sense because he would never call him The Rock. He would never call him Rocky. He would never say Dwayne. And I remember a few years back, I, I, I forget where I heard it, but I heard The Rock be mentioned, uh, be referred to as Dewey. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's what he was calling him. And then more recently, in more recent years, The Rock's mother was on, like, a, a, an early morning talk show or whatever and, like, spilled the beans that, like, that's what the, they used to call him. And I was like, yeah. oh, I knew that before. <laughs> before, <laughs> yeah. like, the worldwide audience knew it or whatever. So we have fond memories of that. And was definitely, I think Rocky Johnson was ahead of his time. He was a uh, trailblazer for uh for black athletes and uh he definitely he'll be missed and yeah. i would i would like to uh i would i would like for 2k to do like a an Anawahi family showcase for 2k21 i know mm-hmm. that that in, probably in a million years wouldn't happen but it would open up like so many more characters who we've never seen in a video game before like mm-hmm. rocky johnson we would get uh, the Wild Samoans, Peter Maivia. Umaga? Yeah, Umaga and Jamal I would like. As well as Rosie and like superhero in training would be cool. Yeah. That but, would be yeah. really cool. But our condolences go out to Rocky Johnson and his family. Yeah, for sure. Um, now... We had, a, uh, we had a pay-per-view of pay-per-view. sorts this past... Yeah. Sunday. Yes, yes, that's what we are going to talk about. Some pay per view. NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two, uh, taking place in Blackpool, England, at the Empress Ballroom. What a beautiful building! Such a beautiful building. Love it. Every time I watch rewatch this, it's amazing. Uh, just going to run down the matches. Not really talk about the card that much, but it opened up with Eddie Dennis defeating Trent Seven. Which I thought for sure this card was going to open up with the uh, tag team ladder match, but that that went on second to last. Uh, But after that, we saw a triple threat for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Kayla Ray picked up the victory, defeating Tony Storm and Piper Niven. So now Tony Storm will not be able to become uh, a two-time or a a champ champ, as they, they call it. 
when she faces Rhea Ripley next week at uh, World's Collide. A champion. I, I thought this match was really good. Um, it, I, 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 I liked the, the play of Tony Storm and Piper Niven, how they were friends, then they feuded a little bit, and then they like sort of worked together in this match. But ultimately, yeah, I, Kaylee Ray won. And I'm very happy that Kaylee Ray uh, won this match. And I was very entertained by it. Yeah. Up next, I think, might be everybody's match of the night. Tyler Bate picked up the victory over Jordan Devlin. Uh, Triple H was out there watching it. Gave him a standing O. Uh, It's Tyler Bate. This is his first takeover win. That's pretty crazy that it's been how long, and this is his first one. Yeah, but uh, this was definitely a match not to miss. No, Which I, I mean, I, I think ever see well. That's the thing with like NXT takeovers. Like, I don't, I, I don't necessarily watch the product uh-huh. for the UK, but th- every match, every time, like they're this is their third takeover, and they've all been incredible. That's and just, it's not like I know, yeah. like I don't know much about the storylines going into it. They they aired a uh, special before uh, on Saturday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. So I was able to catch up a little bit on storylines. But uh, the next match up was a four-way tag team ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships, which I thought was very weird that they didn't at all mention the Dusty Classic. And all uh. all four of these teams are in the Dusty Classic or were in the Dusty Classic. So I thought it was weird that that it wasn't mentioned, but Gallus, the team of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang successfully retained their titles against Imperium, uh, Flash Morgan, Webster, Mark Andrews, and the Grizzled Young Veterans. This was like, they've done like ladder matches and stuff where they had spots, but they did some sort of spots in these matches that like, I've never kind of like the, what pay-per-view? It was TLC the last time where Kofi was doing stuff like they jumped through the ropes and over the ladder and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, it, that It reminded me similar of – like they didn't do spots like that, but it, it reminded me of like like new newer spots that we don't really see that, that much in a ladder match. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And those spots are always very special. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event for the WWE United Kingdom Championship – we saw Walter retaining the championship over Joe Coffey. Uh, before this match, I thought that like we needed some sort of like big surprise, and I was like waiting for something cool to be happening the whole night, or see somebody cool sitting in the audience or something, mm-hmm. which they did show us people sitting in the crowd. But like, if you don't follow the product, it's like who who's that kind of? Yeah, I can see that. But uh, Walter, Joe Coffey, a lot of people say this match uh, went on a little bit too long. It was just under 30 minutes. But What did you think? Did it go on too long? uh, Here and there, it dragged on a little bit. But I thought it was like, ultimately, like, I thought it was a really good match. Uh And the big payoff for the the big pop surprise was after, well, you had... um, you had Imperium run down to well, not Imperium fully, but uh, Alexander Wolf ran down during this match and was uh, taken off the the ring apron by what's his name, Ilya. Mm-hmm. I, I can't pronounce his name, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's Ilya, whatever. Uh, 
no offense sorry Ilya. but <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> yeah come on the show and help us out yeah but uh yeah so he they got involved and uh and then after the match though imperium ran down to celebrate with walter and got taken out cleared house uh by undisputed era very very cool unexpected moment too they are facing off each other, uh, facing off against each other in, uh, at Worlds Collide next Saturday. No, I, but I, I still I, I can't wasn't that's already Worlds Collide. I, like I don't know. It's weird to me that they had this pay per view and then Worlds Collide the week after. Well, not the week after, but well, yeah, uh, within the few weeks span. It's two weeks after, but yeah, yeah. but very cool. But yeah, so I wasn't expecting that, but that I guess that was like the big pop of the night was was that. Mm-hmm. And like the not when I say big pop, I mean most unexpected moment, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, that uh yeah. it's a Deal. good it's a, it's honestly it's a good product. I kind of wish it was integrated with the normal NXT. I mean, for myself, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch NXT UK, no nothing for nothing. And I they, know they, they moved it to Thursdays, like and it it goes on at like noon, mm-hmm. so it's on at such a weird time. I know, like if you have the network, obviously you can go back and watch it at any time for mm-hmm. the United States at least. I, well, I, I think it might be everywhere now that you can do that, but it's just I don't it's I I don't like watching taped wrestling. Okay, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh huh. That's like Chris and I were discussing, yeah, like when SmackDown used to air each week taped, I would only like, I would look, I would still watch it, but I would look through the results and then I'd be able to like fast forward it because I wasn't watching it live. Mm -hmm. Now that it's live, I watch it live. Just like NXT, NXT, I would here and there like catch, but I would, I would, I would watch like highlights from NXT. I'm, I don't know. This UK, it, it just doesn't catch me. It's not, I don't think it's really for me. The product, I don't really care much for it. Um, yeah, I'm not bashing it or anything. It's just not for me. I, yeah, honestly, it seems like it's more. Well, I don't know because they. I guess they wanted they wanted to be for us, mm-hmm. but like, I guess we just don't know these people. Like they were never like really introduced to us. Yeah, like watching UK would be like me watching. Uh, let's go with. Uh, what is it like smash wrestling or something like that or mlw where i'm watching mlw by the way is fantastic product well like well i'm watching a product where i don't i'm not too familiar with the wrestlers i'm with you on that where i'm watching mlw not really knowing what's going on but like it's it's awesome because i get to see like pillman jr and la park wrestles for them Mm -hmm. occasionally so savio vega that's pretty cool yeah yeah but it'd be something like that where yeah, you could MJF watch it. And did, enjoy. but now his contract's up, so now he's just AEW. But yeah, you could watch it and like enjoy the wrestling product, but you're not watching it getting because of a specific wrestler. Uh, you're watching it because it's just wrestling and it's there, it's available. But like, don't get me. I mean, we know of we know like Trent Seven, we know Tyler Bate, we know, uh, I guess Wolfgang. If we watch the the original tournament. Yeah, I don't know how well exposed we are of everything else. We know Mark Andrews due to Impact mm-hmm. TNA, which by the way is coming back for one one night only. 
Interesting. For um, for WrestleCon. Okay. We know Tony Storm, Piper Niven from the from the uh, May Young Classic. Yeah. Jordan Devlin. Did he he wrestled the Cruiserweight Classic? Uh huh. Yeah, he's the one that feuded with uh, who was trained by uh, Finn. Yeah, and ultimately Walter. Yeah. I mean, so we do know right. a good chunk of these guys and girls, but but something's not connecting there. Something is missing. Unless you actually watch it and see the match, like you could just you could literally, like you said before, like you don't know the storyline and stuff, or like I said before, and you could just uh-huh. watch it and enjoy it. But yeah, you could watch it and enjoy it, but yeah, I don't know. All right, so that is the takeover that just took place. But now it is time for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with Randy Orton inviting I, AJ Styles to the ring. What? And I got to say, I, I've i been a fan of Randy Orton's promos. I mean, uh, I, I know, I know robotic and re- repetition. I, 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 I do. I will give it to you that it hasn't been as much as like that lately. I don't know. I, I've been finding myself being a Randy Orton mark. But, yeah, what can I say? Whatever. It's very odd. He he called himself the favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't. I, that's the first I'm hearing of that. <laughs> but AJ um, Styles came out, bragged about his RKO that he performed last week, and said that he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And then he gets cut off by Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre was playing the crowd again. Yeah, and he said that he's going to win. And then challenged. They were supposed to have Orton versus AJ Styles singles match. And uh, Drew McIntyre's like, let's make it a, th- a triple threat. And they made it an official. McIntyre picks up the victory, defeating Randy Orton and AJ Styles. And I, I like this match. Yeah, I liked when uh, Luke Gallows saved AJ Styles from getting hit with Randy Orton's DDT. Mm-hmm. And Randy Orton uh, almost got attacked from Carl uh, Anderson, but he got hit with the RKO. Yeah. And then McIntyre hit Gallows with the Claymore, took him out. So it was cool to, to see them get taken out of the equation. Yeah, th- this was this is just... And then it was enjoyable. Bizarre 2020... Randy Orton uses the Styles Clash, and it looks pretty damn good. Um, I do you disagree really, with that? No, I was totally oh, surprised by it. I thought you were about to say, uh, "I don't think so." <laughs> no, I I do agree. I was definitely I was just thrown off by it. Yeah, and then I the the end spot where uh, Randy Orton hits the RKO on AJ Styles, and McIntyre leaps over AJ Styles and hits the Claymore. I thought yeah. that was awesome. I just the, well, the one thing I wish that McIntyre kept up with here was the three, two, one countdown that he started last week that the fans like went with automatically. Yeah, I was surprised that it didn't continue. I just thought for sure last week that was going to be a start of a thing. But I think maybe it wasn't well during the match at least that it wasn't because uh, it was like a claymore out of nowhere kind of. Uh huh. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's possible. Uh, but match up next, we saw Ricochet defeat Mojo Rawley, which just seemed like Royal Rumble hype. And um, I, I feel like yeah. I feel like Mojo kind of uh, 
should have some sort of power now that he's seen inside of Eric Rowan's cage? I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to take of it. I'm not too sure what to take of that. But hopefully he doesn't go far in that rumble. That's for sure. I mean, is he even in it? Uh, probably. I'm... Uh, next up, you had Charlotte Flair take on and defeat Sarah Logan. And boy, oh boy, did they brawl. Yeah, they fought outside the ring, almost didn't make that 10 count back in. Very similar to last time when they uh, matched up a few weeks ago. Well, it was or I guess, week. two weeks ago when they when she beat her up before the yeah. match even took place, which I don't... Like, what is the point of Sarah Logan beating Flair up last week if she wasn't going to get, like, a pin? Uh, a win a over? Win, yeah. yeah, I thought that was weird. Which yeah, uh, which just maybe has like I, I guess like Flair would quote unquote be the favorite to win the Rumble, but maybe Sarah Logan's going to be eliminating Charlotte. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, that would be a huge push for Sarah Logan. We know that she's talented. We've seen her in action for a very long time. So which I, we I would be... it kind of seemed like we were getting some sort of shades of uh, crazy Mary Dobson here. That's for sure. Which I'm like all for that. I would I wouldn't mind if we saw shades of that returning. I mean, we haven't seen that period. In Which WWE. is is really weird because we've seen her with like the Riot Squad, and they were kind of like that intensity. Mm-hmm. But maybe, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we do see something like that though. Uh, up next, I think was the segment of the night, segment of the week for sure. Maybe you could agree. Um. The, 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 the segment? What do you mean by segment? Well, I mean, it was it was a segment that took place on a professional <laughs> wrestling show. Uh, yeah, I could agree. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out, uh, which the fans were chanting, you suck, and they literally, they, they left the ring. I don't know how Brock Lesnar, like, I don't know if that was, like, scripted into the segment or not, mm-hmm. but they left the ring together. It was just like they looked at each other and knew to leave together. And I thought that was really cool. And like, cause we don't, we know we don't really see that too often. Yeah. And, uh, then Heyman, they made their way back to the ring, started the segment over, which got so much heat. I was like, so like happy with this segment. The fans, they ate it up. Yeah, and then uh, Paul Heyman promised that Brock Lesnar was going to uh, dominate the Royal Rumble. And he said that his spoilers uh, will set you free. And only truth comes from his mouth. <laughs> Which leads to our truth coming out, declaring himself for the Royal Rumble. Cut a promo that sounded like he was talking to Brock Lesnar, but it ultimately was revealed to uh, <laughs> to be that he was talking to Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Once he found out that it was Brock Lesnar that was declared for the Rumble and not Paul Heyman, he undeclared himself for the Royal Rumble, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. And uh, uh, yeah, and then our truth asked Brock what was up and sang for a little bit and got hit with the F five, where I almost thought Brock Lesnar was going to pin our truth for the twenty four seven championship. I thought that that would, would have been hilarious if Brock Lesnar did that. Yeah, but that would like, have, it would have sucked because, like, how do you get the title off of Brock? I mean, you could even have had maybe Brock Lesnar pin him for a two count, like put his foot on his chest for one, two, and then step off of yes, him and be like, that, no, no. that, yes, that would have been okay with me. Yeah, he could have done, like, one, two, and then take his foot off being like, no, I'm not, no, no, and then just walk away. 
But this segment I thought was absolutely beautiful. The heat was incredible. Uh, the yeah. comedy aspect of it was great. It was a good combination. Yeah. And then afterwards, R-Truth was being helped to the back. And Mojo came out, kicked him, defeated him for the title, and then laid out a challenge to anybody to come to come step up to him, and nobody came out. Which is so, interesting, because... I, I saw some rumblings that R-Truth might be injured, and I hope that's not the case, but... Uh, that, would, that would be stink. That would yeah. stink. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say that. No, no, no. I was going to say that. That would totally stink if our truth was no, actually no. I said that. No, no, I cut you off before I said I saw that truth was injured. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so next up, you had Bobby Lashley pick up the victory over Rusev. Do you think that this match delivered? Um, well, I, I literally couldn't care less about this match. <laughs> and it felt like it went on for like an hour. Okay. So, no, I don't think it delivered. Mm-hmm. And then Liv Morgan showed up, I guess, kind of towards the end, stared Lana down before Lana threw a drink in her face and slammed her into the barricade. Yeah, this really threw me for a loop, too. Like, I don't know. I, I Something was missing with this match. But I did Which, enjoy some of it, though. It, it distracted Rusev. Lashley gets the spear to win, and then Lashley and Lana spoke backstage afterwards, um, saying that Liv is a big problem, and Lana challenged Liv to a mixed tag match, which Lashley yeah. kind of seemed like, why? Like, he was, like, questioning her, like, I just dealt with Rusev, now I have to deal with him again? Yeah. And then later he on, isn't. later on, Liv and Rusev accepted the challenge, so we got a mixed match challenge. There we go. Next That's week on about. Monday Night Raw. That's what it's all about right there. And speaking of challenges, we had an open challenge for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Answered by the Singh Brothers. Singh Brothers on Raw. They're on NXT. They're on 205 Live. They are everywhere. Yeah, just, you know, all about that crossover. Viking Raiders picked up that victory. Uh, which, I, you know, you had to expect that. Yeah, very safe to say. Um, but it's like, overall, who's, who's actually next? I know we said uh, Hawkins and Ryder, but I well, mean, at least Chris yeah, said that. But realistically, who's going to step in there? I mean, the only tag team I could think of is Bullet Club. But, well, whatever. Um, the OC? Yeah, but... But we already saw them step up, so... Exactly. I don't know who else could potentially step into that that form who else is even a tag team on Monday Night Raw I was going to say maybe the uh, the time splitters disappear in time from NXT and show up on Monday Night Raw maybe give us some New Japan action between the War Raiders I mean did Hawkins and Ryder ever cash in their winnings I don't think so (laughs) I feel like that always happens to Ryder wins wins a shot doesn't get it well I mean the last time that happened because of an injury but yeah. Up um, next, we saw a contract signing for the Raw Women's Championship match at, uh, I almost said SummerSlam, at Royal Rumble. Oscar uh, spits the mist in, in Becky's face and after she signed the contract, and Becky like had the uh, her eyes flushed and cut a I, promo. I, 
I don't get that reaction. Why is this the first time that we're having that sort of a reaction to the mist? We're not. Yeah, I mean, not such Paige, an extreme way there. did that. Oh, well, I don't know if they flushed her eyes, but... Yeah, with the flushing out and all yeah, of I that. Yeah, I don't know. I know they made fun of it kind of on uh, backstage this week where Booker T goes, Oh, man, it must have been water-based. It, <laughs> it washed <laughs> right away. Right away or whatever. Washed off right away. That's I, you know, honestly, I think it's might be like a stupid thing, but I think if I was a uh, pro wrestler... And I knew I was going to be facing somebody who was doing the poison mist. Could have. You could have been a pro wrestler. No, no, no. But you I think if, if, if I was going to be facing somebody that was doing the mist and I knew I had to take a spot like that, I kind of feel like I would want to record myself being pepper sprayed and react how I react on tape. Huh. Now, why not just put pepper spray in the mist? That'd be so stupid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't well, actually do that. You would have you, well, you just said you'd you would have a genuine it. reaction, but that'd be so stupid because, like, because then you're actually like, hurting. well, no matter you're not well, trying to actually it, hurt your opponent. Well, if you had, if you just said, if you would, you would spray yourself and get a genuine reaction just to record yourself. Yeah, but so that's why not like, make it worth something? I don't know. I feel like that could be dangerous during a match or during and what end. about because then it not only are you are not only is it affecting you it's affecting everybody around you i don't know would you right. do, would you do that or no that'd be <laughs> hey whatever it takes to get the job done but i like becky's like it was like a hard promo like like a an attitude-esque promo yeah it was she got spunk and she said if uh if she's going down she's taking oscar with her so it's interesting if we'll see Becky Lynch overcome Asuka, I would kind of like to see Asuka win the championship, but then she's stuck with the women's championship and the tag team championships. And that's exactly why I can't see her winning it. But I do miss this entire form of Asuka of the... It's like we got Asuka of old where you don't want to mess with her because you can really get hurt. Yeah, but it's like a different form of that. Yeah, definitely. It's a different form of that, but I feel like everything with Asuka has really weakened since like her feud with Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, that long I think, time ago. Yes, that WrestleMania match I think did really, really kind of did kill Asuka, and yeah. even even like she won the the championship because of uh, the whole WrestleMania main event from this year, from last year's main event. Yeah. So. Sure. But it, so it's definitely nice to see this side of uh, Oscar back, and Kyrie was was back ringside. Yeah. Well, up next, next up, you had Alistair Black backstage oh, segment. The one thing that I told you, I was I not told you my notes. You should you're have. Like, you should have. I, you know, you're you're like put this in your notes, and I'm like, no, no. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm. I'll let you. I'll let you run it. I'll let you go for it and stuff. I'm not. I don't care about typing it in there. And this is why I should be typing it in there. Proceed. Well, they advertise Andrade versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship next week on Monday Night Raw in a ladder match. Where I don't know when the last time we saw a ladder match on Monday Night Raw it was, but uh, I thought that was awesome. And then they, they interviewed Andrade and Zelina Vega, and Andrade, I thought, shined absolutely big time in that promo. It was Andrade, like... Andrade, yeah. It's like, I, like, cannot wait to see him 
be a like an actual WWE champion. I'm totally with you. I don't know when it's going to happen. He's I think he's just turned 30 recently or he's going to be turning 30. Really? He's already that young? He's I mean not already but he's that young? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and honestly, I can't wait for that ladder match next week. I Rey Mysterio and Andrade have absolutely killed it. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm pumped to see that ladder match. Maybe it'll we'll we'll see shades of SummerSlam 2006 kind of with uh, Ray and Eddie. Hmm. Um, but That'd speaking of speaking of absolutely killing it, Alistair Black picks up the victory over Buddy Murphy, which uh, I mean, right off the bat, kind of sucks because we've seen Murphy lose to Alistair Black two other times prior to this loss. But yeah. uh, the the matches are always fantastic. I like Buddy Murphy at one point did a uh, middle rope suplex to the outside. That was cool. Yeah, there were so many parts of this match that I really enjoyed. But I don't know if I liked the ending. I really wanted Buddy Murphy to pick up the victory. Well, I liked also there was that one point where uh, Murphy went to hit Murphy's Law. And mm-hmm. uh, Aleister Black rolled through for the pin. And, and Murphy... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then later on, Murphy held the uh, Alistair Black's trunks, and the ref stopped the count. Where I feel like we don't normally see the the trunks stoppage. Yeah, and I, I also I liked when Murphy actually did hit Murphy's Law. He moved Alistair Black away from the ropes, and then he pulled Alistair Black's arm away from the rope. Where I feel like we don't normally see that, but then Alistair Black still got his leg up to break the pin. It was it was very creative. Which there was also a, a very weird like shoulder up spot in this match, but which which one? Where uh, Alistair Black, I think it was, got his like, or Buddy Murphy might have gotten his shoulder up, but I don't like. I think it was Murphy. Like they they said he kicked out at one point, but it didn't look like Murphy really moved. But they like commentary sold it as like, oh my god, he got his shoulder up. I thought it was weird, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was weird at this point. It was very weird that Murphy had not won a single one of these matches in the series. Exactly. So why would we care about Buddy Murphy right now? But I mean, goes into more. But even still, I think that even if he picked up the victory over, or even a, I don't, I don't know, something should have. No, happened. I think I think I it know. absolutely fed into the next segment and everything like buddy Murphy was sat in the same exact spot through the commercial break, just sitting there in like absolute dismay and, and shock that he like lost. He's like given up all hope. He doesn't know what to do. Charlie Caruso went to go interview him and he's like, Charlie, I can't do it right now. Yeah. He was just like, not right now. He goes, no. And then we had Eric Rowan come out facing enhancement talent. All the while, Buddy Murphy still just sat right in that same spot looking on like he cannot believe what, what's what's happened. Yeah. As for the, the Eric Rowan match, though, Rowan stuck his hand inside the cage and I guess got bit. I, I guess we would assume so. And then did the Iron Claw Slam, where which it covered the, the enhancement talent's face in blood, which I thought was a really cool spot. I didn't I didn't see the blood. Yeah, it was all over the guy's face. It was all over the hand. I have to rewatch it then because I was thinking when I was watching, I'm like, they should have had blood. So I, I maybe I was asleep. I just missed it. Yeah, no, he definitely he had blood on his face. 
All right. But uh, that leads into the main event where uh, we had a the first ever fist fight between uh, Seth Rollins and Authors of Pain, who picked up the victory over Big Show, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. Um, they explained the, the rules earlier in the night. It was no holds barred, no pinfall, no submission, no DQ, and the ref has to declare when a team couldn't continue. And it just so happens that one of the wrestlers has a move called the Weapons of Mass Destruction. Yeah, but what does that definitely, mean? Definitely did not go in the direction that I thought it was going to go, though. No, and this match, dude, I swear to God, I think if it wasn't for the end end of this match, uh-huh. I think it would have been like, it was. I thought it was too quick of a match for it to be like, oh, by the way, like Big Show of all people can't go anymore like but like this was it was filled with some really cool spots like you had you had um right off the bat Seth Rollins and AOP jump Big Show right during his entrance and then Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe ran out with the kendo sticks to make the save so I thought that was a cool spot yeah Kevin Owens spot of so far the year I think I totally agree running up this stage maybe one-upping John Morrison and jumping off like an American ninja, uh, American ninja warrior. It was such a weird spot, dude. That stage is like it's a everyone uh, from the start. I said it was like a Tony Hawk skate, like a uh, a half pipe or whatever you call those gimmicks. Yeah, half pipe. <laughs> and here, dude, Kevin Owens ran up and jumped off, hit that sent the 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 what is the seated senton or not even a seated senton? It was a rolling senton. I thought that was really cool. And then right up from that, Samoa Joe jumped blindly off the stage and put uh, one of them through a uh, a table or something. I I thought that this was amazing. I, I thought that that spot totally blew my mind. I, I definitely, I, I might have rewatched that spot like maybe 35 times. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was just like, wow, this is, that, that was really cool. And all the while, Buddy Murphy is still sat there in disbelief at him losing to Aleister Black. Seth Rollins, like a last-ditch effort sort of thing, goes out of the ring. Help us. Please help us. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) The match continues. Buddy Murphy eventually gets into the ring and low blows Big Show. And then they throw him through the table. What was your reaction when this was taking place? So, I like I was just in disbelief. I was like, "What is going on?" I was marking the hell out. Yeah, like I'm. I could only imagine like during this part, like that you're just flipping out. Yeah, but and that's where I think like the the it comes the the finish came too quick. Like where Big Show gets tossed to the table and the ref just goes, "Okay, no, no, they can't do it anymore." But then afterwards, like when Buddy Murphy hugged Seth Rollins and they hugged and like they all were left there with their arms up. I'm like, that's the Monday night Messiah. He is the actual (laughs) Monday night Messiah. I absolutely marked the hell out. I thought that was fantastic. If it wasn't for that end spot, I don't think I would have enjoyed the match being so fast, but dude, I was uh, buddy Murphy's in the main event of Monday night. Raw. (laughs) I I know it's so exciting. And I, I remember why I didn't remember the Rowan because I watched it on my phone. So it's like a it's a small screen, so I don't think that I was able to see it on a small screen. Oh, yeah, but yeah, no, I totally I marked out for this because I didn't at first. I was just like, it, Buddy Murphy can't turn turn face because it's not going to do anything. 
And then when he aligned himself with Seth Rollins, I was just like, wow, this took a really different turn of events, but I'm totally intrigued. Yeah. I love it. I like I'm invested. I'm way more invested now than I've ever been invested with the uh, the Seth Rollins and AOP angle. I I concur. For sure. Um but that was Monday Night Raw. Uh moving on to some SmackDown. Kane Dang. met with a an old familiar face, mask at least. Uh Kane opens up the show to speak about the Royal Rumble. I believe Kane Kane was not in the Rumble last year, which I think no. was his first miss in like years yeah we're having a lot of records kind of like come to an end with kane and john cena john yes. cena's for the pay-per-view appearances yeah but uh kane spoke about the royal rumble and bray wyatt with the firefly funhouse cuts off kane and said he's not gonna forget their past and uh then the lights cut out and the fiend came up through the ring while Kane just happened to be outside of the ring all of a sudden. What was cool is that they showed they showed clips of that inferno match. But it was not an inferno match. I forget yeah, what they I, called it. I yeah. It, it, we knew what it was. But it wasn't an inferno match. The point of it was it was a ring of fire match actually. Oh yeah. It wasn't the point wasn't to set your opponent on fire. It was just that they cannot leave the ring because holy crap, there's fire everywhere. <laughs> And that, I think, didn't the, the Wyatt family get set on fire? Or did that, like, something happen there with Eric Rowan and Luke Harper? If I'm I remembering correctly? I don't or, remember. I don't remember. So maybe, I forget, maybe there was some outside inter- interference or to help Kane of sorts. But the Fiend yeah. comes to the ring and uh, Kane just, like, nonchalantly goes, so uh, what took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Bryan attacks the Fiend from behind, leaving the Fiend to... Uh, I guess for the first time ever, crawl back into the ring and uh, Daniel Bryan rips off some dreadlocks. Yeah, he retreated. Yeah, um, which and... I liked. I definitely liked this. Like, I mean, the use of Kane was kind of weird. But it I'm always was. I'm always down for a uh, Team Hell No reunion. We saw it a few weeks, uh, not weeks, a few months ago or a lot of months ago by now. But I, I, did, I did like it. I thought that it was interesting. At first, I didn't like the dreads part. But then I was just like, okay, I could get behind it. And then I liked how backstage just led to Kane and Daniel Bryan. Dude, they come I back from commercial and they're just, they're doing their good old banter. Like, I was the tag team champion. No, I was the tag team champion. I thought that was great. But uh, yeah, and then Daniel Bryan said that the Fiend is best at running away and disappearing. And then he challenged him to a yappa pie match. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he challenged the feed to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I did the fiend. I don't even remember. Did the fiend say yes? Did he ever respond? No, we haven't. We didn't see the fiend again after that. What's I mean, weird... who knows? What's, who knows what appearance we're gonna see? He had the dress ripped out. Hopefully, we're not gonna see. Uh, um... Yeah, but just a few dress. I don't think we're gonna see bald fiend. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I don't I I don't see that happening. I hope that doesn't happen, but uh as far as the Fiend goes, it uh, it's like rumored that it's uh Kane versus the Fiend for the WWE Championship at uh or the Universal Championship at the next really? Saudi Arabia show. Huh. That'd be weird. Which apparently takes place in February. I think it's going to be Super Showdown. They just they just haven't announced it. I guess they're probably waiting for Royal Rumble to be done Passover. with. Passover. 
Yeah. No, not waiting for Passover. They're waiting for... <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, a Judaism joke for those of you who are not part of the tribe, but. <laughs> so we yeah. Uh, yeah. We welcome all. Yeah. So it's going to be weird to see uh, Cain versus the Fiend, but. It's always cool to see uh, an actual mayor that's like actually serving his his county come and wrestle. (laughs) Like even like a few months ago when we saw actual mayor Glenn Jacobs win the 24-7 championship. I thought that was cool too. That was great. I actually really like this this segment too. Everything with this I, I really did like. I thought that for a moment I thought The Fiend was going to go after Kane. Well, I think his intentions were definitely to go after Kane, but he got cut off like, by Brian. Yeah, but he was like stalling there for a while and waited for Kane to turn around. I thought for sure he was going to come up behind him and attack him before Kane turned around. What took you so but, long? Yeah. The one thing I never got was Kane was looking at the other direction. On that tight end front, you're going to tell me that the team was <laughs> shown? I don't know. Maybe, you, you know. maybe not, though. I don't know. It's one of those things where people get jumped from behind while they're facing the Tron. Yeah, but Kane, Kane clearly knew that the Fiend was going to be... Like, Kane goaded, not to use a pun there, but Kane goaded the Fiend out there. <laughs> he did. He definitely did. So but... to, to even, like, whether it was on the Titan Tron or not, I think it works because I... that he Kane got what he wanted. I agree with you. And for the next thing, the wrestling universe got what they wanted. Yes. They got Joe Mo back with his theme song, but he had his slow mo. Yeah, Joe Mo slow mo or slow mo Joe Mo. Slow mo Joe Mo is back, dude. So I was unrelated to John Morrison, but in relations to Kofi Kingston, I was browsing the community creations on WW2K20, and somebody mm-hmm. posted a, uh, a 2020 version of Kofi Kingston, and it had his hair fully blonde. I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Hmm. And then Kofi Kingston shows up on SmackDown. They must have seen it prior where, like, I missed it. Kofi Kingston now has all blonde hair. I was like, what? Crazy. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. But uh, as far as this match goes, I think it was a pretty, like, standard-ish match. Yeah. I mean, Jomo's finisher, they they didn't remember the, the move, call, what they called it. No, I they definitely said Starship Pain. I think I think Cole or someone's just like I don't know uh, what they said something like I don't know what to call no, it or that something was, like that. He didn't know what to call the the parkour move that he hit onto. Ah uh, uh, yes yes it was the parkour move. Yeah because Miz yes. and, Miz got up involved and uh, Kofi Kingston went uh, dragged him off and and went off like he pushed him into the steel steps and everything. Yeah. John Morrison was up on the top rope already. He goes man whatever and dove off onto. And it was it was cool. I mean Starship Pain. Looked like he landed across his face for a moment, but... I don't think we... I really... I went back like and looked through a bunch of Starship Pains. I don't recall ever seeing him hit that move like that. I don't ever remember seeing him like hit it from the middle rope where he jumps up and hits it. I I wasn't too sure. I don't think we, we have. We I, know, I know we have seen him where he, he starts on the top rope and Yeah, does he it. usually goes to the top rope and then drops down to the top rope, right? He never goes for the second rope and jumps to the third. No, that's where I don't think I've ever seen that before. I know he okay. either – I've seen him start on the, the the ring mat where he jumps up and does the normal starship pain. Uh-huh. And then we've seen him do it on the top rope already. Yeah. 
I don't recall. I've, I don't know if he used it like an impact at all or triple A, but to my I'm recollection, not, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But it's awesome that to see John Morrison back in the WWE ring. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, next up, you had backstage segment. Right? Yeah, I guess if you want to talk about that, I guess. <laughs> Where the Usos and uh, Roman Reigns were just discussing uh, the tables match with Robert Roode. And if Reigns wins, he gets to pick the stipulation at the Rumble. And I liked it was like, welcome to the, or whatever. And, and then Reigns finished it with the Usos penitentiary. Yeah. I think that's what he said. Yeah, something like that. But then the actual match, uh, Usos took on the Revival, which I thought was a pretty standard tag team match. I don't think anything like too impressive happened here. Yeah, nothing to write home about. Still kind of disappointed that they teased Revival versus Harlem Heat a few weeks ago and probably won't be seeing that. Well, And and I thought thought there was, what? Oh, yes, they did trademark Harlem Heat. WWE did trademark Harlem Heat. I don't know, and I thought there was some good chance that we would see that since the Rumble's in Houston, but never seen I, I don't that. know. Well, like it was like a an on the spot. Yeah, you know what? That'd be a good. Yeah, why not? Especially because we're not gonna. We probably won't see that many pops from like surprise entrance maybe this year. So like a spur of the moment, like holy crap, it's Harlem Heat. Like you have the revival come out and cut a promo or something. Yeah. But the Revival was interviewed after this match backstage, and they said that if the company doesn't change, then they'll have to change for it. Which they also said the company doesn't care about tag team divisions, so I don't know. Maybe this does lead to a promo where they berate, like, there's no tag team great enough to even face us. Like, screw this. And then all of you hear, do-do-do-do-do-do. That was, that was terrible. Is that, is that, is that was, how the theme song goes? <laughs> it was it was supposed to be a laugh, but I went do 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 do. Yeah, no that that that's like it's a great theme song, and I think you nailed it on that impression. I think that was might have been the worst cover of that song I've ever heard. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But how do you? It's like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's better, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, that's a hundred percent better. And then yeah, dun, 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 dun. Or it goes, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so maybe we'll see that. But uh, the revival got cut off during this segment because there was a brawl backstage between Lacey Evans, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Scrap Daddy, Adam Pierce, appearing and said that Lacey Evans will be wrestling that night, but not against Sasha Banks since she's injured. And she's going to be wrestling Bailey, so I don't know if like all of a sudden Adam Pierce is like a general manager or something. I, I think he's just—I don't think he's a GM or anything, but I, I love that he was used. He had some power a few weeks ago during SmackDown, so that was cool. And now I guess he has power again. Somebody and he was name dropped. Yes, he was name dropped. Uh, somebody Sasha was just like—I think Sasha was just like, "Oh, it's you, Adam," or something like that. I think Michael Cole even. Uh, also mentioned Adam Pierce being. Yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. But somebody tweeted us and said uh, it, it kind of like, it kind of reminds them or similar to when Fit Finley gave the okay to Becky Lynch to go into the Royal Rumble last year. So That's maybe true. producers are given that power. Yeah, I mean, realistically, we know that they're pretty much right at booking it. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, that led into Lacey Evans defeating Bailey, where she's like full on USA now. She's got like the red, white, and blue entrance trons and everything, which I have no idea how they managed to get the crowd to actually cheer Lacey Evans. But like, like how do you boo a former Marine? You, you really you can't. Even though like she was also a former Marine, where they mentioned it that when she first debuted, but yeah, no, you knew, you know. Uh, her past and everything, and now they're doing the, the with her daughter and stuff. So you can't really. Yeah, she was on uh, WWE The Bump with her daughter this weekend. Uh, really? They, yeah, and she they were like they all dressed up. I, I I was like I'd be offended if I was Lacey Evans where they all like dressed up to like they didn't look like they matched Lacey Evans' era of dress. They were like uh-huh. before that style, but um. Yeah, so they were on, and they were just like, she just kept eating corn dogs, the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's her favorite food. They have a commercial, I think, for it airing before the Rumble. Uh-huh. So that's cool. That is cool. But, uh, yeah, so Lacey Evans hit that woman's right out of nowhere, which I liked. I just would have liked to have seen uh, Sasha Banks maybe attack Lacey after this, but I don't know, maybe she was actually like, no, there's no way she's actually injured. But No, I, I don't think she's actually injured. Yeah. But we did see her backstage icing her ankle. Yeah. Which is which is a weird spot because we didn't see her get attacked. Well, she was – that's why what we saw was Bailey and Lacey already broke. Yeah, we, and we saw Sasha on the ground already. So. Right. Uh, next, though, a Shorty G interview now has uh, some merch on WWE Shop. By some, I mean one shirt. This is now his second shirt ever in WWE. Uh, but he was being interviewed about Sheamus, and he said that nothing Sheamus can do will affect him. And then was cut off by Sheamus, making fun of uh, his height. And uh, Gable took him out, and it was quickly broken up. But it was announced for the Rumble that we're going to be seeing Sheamus versus Shorty G, which seems like a kickoff show match, but I don't know how you could put Sheamus's return match on the kickoff. It's it's weird that Sheamus's return match could end up being a loss. Yeah, it. I mean, it definitely seems like a match that that could have Shorty G win. Ultimately, I would I would not mind if Shorty G lost and eventually like went away and and showed up again in NXT as Chad Gable. Um, I don't think so. I would. I would like for Chad Gable to have some sort of uh, dude. He could be like the 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 North American champion down there. I can see that, but I I, I don't think he's gonna. I think they're gonna roll with the Shorty G for. Uh, a bit. Oh, I, I mean, they just released merch, so yeah. So after months or weeks of not having merch, but yeah, I mean, I, I it's I just don't understand with the loss to Sheamus. But the thing is, like Sheamus, I feel like even if he does pick up a loss. He's so good. Like it's it's not going to uh, hinder his career or it's anything not like hinder that. Ginger. It's yeah. It's not going to hinder Ginger. Ginger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> Up right, next, continue. though, Braun Strowman was interviewed about the Raw Rumble, where he declared himself in the Rumble, and then he moved on to the Intercontinental Championship, laying out a challenge to Shinsuke Nakamura, saying anytime, any place, which leads into Elias cutting a, a promo, singing a song, and uh, Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn cut him off. Talk about Braun Strowman. 
which Sami Zayn then said no to Braun Strowman's challenge. And brought up how Nakamura has actually won a Royal Rumble, which is weird because Strowman has also. It's weird that both nothing has happened since then. But I see there's a thing like I can't expect for anything to have happened with Strowman because he won a Saudi Arabian greatest Royal Rumble gimmick. Yeah, like the winner, like he won a title. Like, where do you defend that title even? (laughs) Like, does it just sit on his mantle? Who has that title? Yeah. But, uh, so, and and Michael Cole also brought it up, but Elias said that he wrote a song while they were talking, like, on the spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sami Zayn sent Cesaro and Nakamura in the ring to fight him, and then three of them beat him down, and Braun Strowman made the save. So, eventually, we're probably going to see Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I mean, but we saw that, I think, two weeks ago. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're going to see a title change something. I don't know. Well, we... uh, Braun defeated Nakamura clean, uh, I believe, in their last match. So if Braun does face him, I I could definitely see him winning it. Which I still don't want to happen, but... I know. Early in the night, Sonya and Mandy were backstage. Sonya's warming up for her match, and she asked... Mandy, if she wouldn't mind asking Otis to to be ringside for Sonya's match, which I thought was weird. I she's like she's like I get it. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the match took place. Heavy Machinery was indeed ringside, and uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Sonya Deville because ultimately Heavy Machinery being out there. Yeah, it's Mandy, as a distraction. Yeah, well, kind of. Mandy Rose got on the ring apron and got knocked off, and Otis caught her in the uh, in his arms and then did some tongue gimmick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the... the, 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 the ow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that, that distracted Sonya, and Bliss rolled Sonya up for the win. Michael Cole, I think, was the weirdest part of this uh, segment. Because he quoted a post from Otis to Mandy, which was Backstreet Boys lyrics, and it sounded as if like Michael Cole thought Otis might have written it that written that himself. Yeah, which is really hilarious. <laughs> He's like, "You are my fire. You are my one desire." <laughs> Cole, yeah, the- and, and I like Corey Graves goes, "Geez, Cole, even I know that's the Backstreet Boys." Yeah, he's like, I, and I hate that I know that. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I thought that was really. And like, also, and, you don't I, have you don't have to hate that you know Backstreet Boys lyrics. Stop pretending you don't like the Backstreet Boys. BSB for yeah, life. Good. Yeah, but I, I that's the one thing that I think is even more hilarious is the way that he read it. Yeah, he read it like it like that was very <laughs> Shatner esque to me. Yeah, I could see that as Shatner. Or it's even like, even Larry much. King. Larry King, when they asked him to sing Poker Face, and he didn't know the song, he just like, he goes, poke, 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 poker face. Poke, 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 poker face. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> you are my fire. You are the one. He, he read it like yeah. an actual poem. Yeah, yeah. So, very main, fun. Main fun. event action saw Roman Reigns defeat Bobby, uh, Robert Roode. I had to think for a second. I was like, wait a minute. I forget who we faced. But yeah, it just took place 30 minutes ago. I had that rhymed. What did just took place? Yeah. Yeah, so he picks up the victory over Robert Roode in a tables match where King Corbin came out during this, but it was right after Roman Reigns went through a barricade. So it like I thought it 
maybe would have made more sense for him to come out if it distracted him. Okay. But during the match, Dolph Ziggler hits uh, Roman Reigns with that super kick. The Usos run down to even everything up, which I liked the Usos doing that tight walk on the uh, the barricade and then hit a uh, double Uso splash onto Ziggler through the commentary table. I actually really like that that spot. Yeah, I like that. Which, will we ever find out if a commentary table counts in a tables match? Uh, Have we ever found out if that works? I don't think it does. I don't think it should. A table's a table. Why would it not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Roman Reigns speared Robert Roode through the table after that. That was set up in the ring and... Roman Reigns chose a Falls Count Anywhere match, which I think is kind of plain. I'm happy they've been doing on live events, they've been doing Loser Eats Dog Food matches. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that there was no dog aspect to this match. That's what, yeah. Yeah, so see, like, I feel like we've had so many uh, Falls Count Anywhere matches as of late, so this one's like, unless it ends in a dugout or something, maybe that'd be cool, but. Yeah. But I'm just, I, I don't need that. And I think it, it could be cool, though, if Roman Reigns does win the Royal Rumble, mm. where he could just, like, get beat the hell up in this match where Corbin actually wins. And okay. Then, and then Reigns goes on to, uh, like, he'll come out, like, 30 or whatever, all beaten up and win. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But... Yeah. But yeah, that's SmackDown. Hey, Brandon. Got any shout-outs? Shalom, Jay Silver here. And you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shaloms. Oh, I mean Brandon shout-outs. First shout-out goes to Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon turned 50 on Wednesday, which is pretty insane. Like, can you believe that? Like, Boy Wonder is 50 years old. Boy Wonder is 50 years old. That and, is that is really crazy. And as of WrestleMania 35, I think he still puts on really good matches. Yeah, and he's still a a wow of, like, a, a mark-out moment of a, the year candidate whenever he does have a match because he always has a spot where it's just like, wow, he could still do that spot. So, Even though, like, I also, see, like, I don't get why people complain about Shane being on TV. I I don't think that people really did complain about it. Yeah, a lot of people complained. Yeah, I know you and Chris said that, but I I don't buy it. I think I. What do you I, mean? I, a lot of like, if you poll, if you put up a poll on Twitter, everyone, I feel like mostly everyone will be like, yes, I had a problem with Shane on TV. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I still would have liked that uh, corporation, but. Uh, yes. Should have been. Freddie Prince Jr. is getting the second shout-out. He was on WWE Backstage this week, and they had him do promo school, which he said, uh, or not he, they informed everybody that he actually invented promo school. Really? Which I thought was pretty cool. Back when he was a writer for WWE, I guess he would have, uh, like these sessions where he'd have two wrestlers go up against each other in promos and, and they would be graded on it, I guess. That's interesting. As per the rules of what promo school is on the, on backstage. 
And he said that uh, when his class first started, it was like two or three people. And by the by his very last class, it was jam-packed. Why would it only start with two to three people? Well, I guess he was saying how like one of the people that he just like never saw eye to eye with there, I guess kind of was Miz at first. Because Miz was like, what is like this guy going to, what is this like actor or whatever going to teach me about uh-huh. wrestling? And Freddie Thanks. Prince Jr. like laid everything out and like basically I guess set up like why a promo is a promo and how exactly it should be like to emote mo- emotions and stuff. Uh-huh. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, I, I don't know if many people realize or, or even know that he was a writer for WWE. That is pretty cool. No, I don't think that they they do. I mean, I I always forget. Yeah, he said he had a meeting with uh, he was supposed to have a meeting with Vince McMahon. I think I forget what what they said like to that or how he got the meeting with Vince McMahon. I think somebody said like, "Oh, you should like try out to be a writer or something." Uh huh. And they brought him to Connecticut, I think, to have a meeting with Vince, but said, "Oh, you have a meeting with Stephanie first. Which he said, I guess, was, like, relatively easier because um, she had grown up a fan of, like, all his movies. Yeah. And then... Just, and then She just she, wanted an autograph and to meet him. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, she was, I think, she might have been head writer of SmackDown. Uh-huh. So I think she was a head writer, right? Maybe? Um, I, I don't know. But he, I, he, the meeting went well, and he met with Vince and got the job. But he, he, I guess the reason why he left was because there was no way he could have kept up their schedule with, like, his family life and everything. Uh-huh. Because he eventually went on to have children and everything, so. Yeah. But it was really cool to, because we don't normally see, like, that, I mean, not to use a pun, but, like, that backstage access into into promo school, I guess, that that he invented it. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. To get that kind of a view. Yeah, and then uh, last but not least, we spoke about Kane earlier. I'm going to give a shout-out to the Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, Okay. Kane, they aired it on Sunday, a new episode with Kane, and I thought it was a really enjoyable episode. Undertaker was on an episode. Goldberg was on the other episode. And overall, Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is just like, completely like you don't expect it at all but he is really great at interviewing people Uh, yeah well he and what's funny is i don't even think he's not really even interviewing them he's just talking well that's i mean yeah but like he's not like really i i I, he's a great conversationalist perhaps yes exactly like when you listen to him it's as if you're just sitting listening to him just shoot the breeze with whoever he's with and it doesn't even matter where the direction that they go in and it's it's enjoyable yeah i think he's he's very good at this i think jericho is very very good at what he does edging christian yeah it's like to the point where i would like to see i would like to see stone cold interview larry david Huh? Because like should, Larry is so like chaotic, where he's just like, nah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you, you should uh, you should tweet them. Yeah, I don't. Larry David's definitely not on Twitter, so I can't tweet him. But send send Broken Skull an, an email. And yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, why not? Be what Tommy Boy from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are my shout outs. Definitely check out Broken Skull sessions. Check out uh, check out backstage and the bump. 
I know that's not a shout out this week, the bump, but uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Oh, brother, brother. Uh, well, I know outside of professional wrestling, I marked out, even though I probably won't be going, but they announced uh, the Reboot 2020 tour. Uh, Brooks and Dunn coming out of the tour retirement. I, uh, I already saw them. No, you didn't. I saw most of them. No, you, well, most of them is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I saw Kicks Brooks too with you. <laughs> yeah. But, but how do you not see Ronnie Dunn? I don't know. See what sucks. I, I always had hoped that they would tour with Reba because they they've been doing those uh, shows in Vegas together, the residency. Uh huh. But uh, I I don't I don't think Reba's going to be on this tour. So. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so I marked out about that. But like wrestling related wise, Madison Square Garden announced this week that D Generation X will be reuniting uh, on the Road to WrestleMania live event. This March, um, I don't know, I can't even, like, it's a Raw live event, so I can't even, like, fathom what they're going to be doing. They're definitely, I don't think they're going to wrestle. No, I, um, But it's no. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road, Road Dog, Dog, and X-Pac. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. Are you going to go? I don't, probably not. Maybe we'll, once it gets closer, we'll see. Uh-huh. But like, what what could they possibly be doing there? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, it's something that I marked Unless out maybe for. Maybe they do end up wrestling. Nah, nah, nah. You never. Nah, I mean, nah, Triple H is in ring shape, <laughs> dude. Nah, they, nah, and nah, it's, nah. they they reunite for the first time. They're airing or they reunite for the first time at Madison Square Garden in over a decade. I think they're saying. Which ha- have they ever been fully DX like that at Madison Square Garden? I don't think so. Right. I don't think Shawn Michaels, Triple H, X-Pac, and Road Dogg have ever done anything DX-related together. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, since, like, outside of all the, like, the reunions and Mm -hmm. Raw 25 or... I don't know. For me, I had a few markout moments. So this week, uh, I mentioned before, I went to the Zach Brown Band tribute. uh, And one of the uh, bandmates, they were just like, all right, we got to, like, we're going to go to page two of the... uh, the song list they're like page two woo and then the, one of the the guitarists is just like to be the man you gotta beat the man woo and well, then I, they all started wooing i thought for sure this was gonna be a page turner no no i yeah i have to say i'm quite let me you know what just double check really quickly rick flair i have to say i'm disappointed in rick flair uh-oh. I think. Because okay. it is the it was the 45th birthday or anniversary of Space Mountain the other day at Magic Kingdom. Oh. And not one tweet. Uh, he... How are you going to reference yourself as Space Mountain or whatever and then not even make reference to it? Yeah. I, I I could understand that one. 
I also marked out this week for Casey Canarzi uh, Cantanzio. Catanzaro, uh, Jesus. Catanzaro, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm reading it. I'm tired. Lay off. Casey returning to NXT. I marked out for, and uh, Shotzi Blackheart eliminating uh, a Baszler. I marked out for yeah, too. Yeah, like I said on uh, the Wednesday Night War podcast, uh, it was very Maven esque. What do you think? Maven esque. Yeah, where uh, he hit that sick dropkick on Undertaker and eliminated him in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I could see Maven esque, but I, I thought that it was it was awesome. I hope that this leads to a good feud. Oh, I don't necessarily think that's gonna. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I didn't. I didn't like think that. I uh, oh, what do you mean? I didn't think it was gonna lead to a feud. I just thought it was like. I oh, thought the really? only like actual storyline to come out of that, aside from Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, would be, um. Ray Ripley and Bianca Belair. Interesting. Yeah, no, I thought for sure, I thought Shotzi and Baszler were going to see square up. Uh, I don't know, maybe a match next week or something? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that would be great. Although next week would be uh, the go-home show to Worlds Collide. True, true. And I guess Royal Rumble, because I believe they are involved in the Royal Rumbles. We just haven't heard who. Yeah. So... All right, good deal. All right. Uh, that was our mark out moments of the week. That was our show, episode number 467. Check us out, Marking Out, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, at Marking Out on Twitter, Marking Out 11 on Google, not Google, Instagram, <laughs> and uh, YouTube. Check us out, prowrestlingtees.com slash Marking Out. At Chris Sweendog, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, and we wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fan.